0: Welcome to EM Guidewire, brought to you by the Emergency Medicine Residents and Faculty at Carolina's Medical Center
1: in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: EM Cardiology, by Dr. Littman. Welcome to this week's Cardiology Core Concepts for Emergency Medicine Physicians, brought to you by the EM Guidewire team for the Carolina Medical Center's EM Group. Today we have a big group of residents, so let's go around the table really quick for introductions. I'm Joanna Kreefel. I'm Jeremy Driscoll. I'm Nikki Richardson. And of course, the star of the show, Dr. Littman. This week's installment is sponsored by Oseltamivir, whose main side effect is nausea and vomiting. Perfect. Oseltamivir. Now, let's get on with the show. Today we're going to be discussing the management of wide-complex tachycardia in the emergency department, part three of a three-part series. We are back for our third and final segment discussing Y-complex tachycardia. In the first two segments, we discussed Dr. Littman's approach to the conscious patient with regular and irregular Y-complex tachycardia. Today, we're going to discuss that unconscious, pulseless, or critically ill patient that rolls through the ambulance bay doors with Y-complex tachycardia. This is different than our previous discussions because the unstable patient requires treatment
1: first. Dr. Littman, how do you approach these patients? Well, if you have a patient with pals wide-complex tachycardia, of course you have to follow ACLS. Shock, CPR, shock, CPR, epinephrine, shock, CPR. Shock at least three times unless you already know what the problem is. Remember, if the wide-complex tachycardia is not shockable, it is almost certainly not VTEC. If it's not VTEC, of course, it was PEA. What is the differential diagnosis of wide-complex PEA? The two most common conditions are hyperkalemia and sodium channel blocker toxicity. These require intravenous calcium chloride or sodium bicarb.
0: Is there anything in the patient's presentation that can help me determine what the problem is quickly?
1: Of course. The clinical presentation is typically quite different. You consider hyperkalemia. The patient is septic, has a history of end-stage renal disease, is taking spinolecton. You think about TCA toxicity, if the patient took something and was found down. Think about flaconide. If a patient has a history of atrial fibrillation or atrial flutter, and is taking an antiarrhythmic medication for that. What about
0: EKG characteristics if there's no history that we have about the patient?
1: There are some characteristics that can be very, very helpful. Don't forget, the more severe the hyperkalemia, the less you can expect peaking of the T waves. Patients with severe hyperkalemia may demonstrate ST elevation in the anterior chest leads like a STEMI pattern in the anterior chest leads. They can present with a Brugada EKG pattern, the software occasionally double counts the heart rate, or there may be sine wave appearance. What about TCA toxicity? In TCA toxicity, of course, you again have a wide complex tachycardia, but you will also see a deep S-wave in lead one, a tall R' prime in AVR, and prolonged QT intervals. If you flecainide toxicity, the wide complex tachycardia is again regular, and the rate is usually around 200.
0: Why TCA in flecainide?
1: Both are sodium channel blockers, and sodium channel blockers have what we call a use-dependent characteristic. The degree of sodium channel blockade increases at faster heart rates. More sodium channel blockade leads to wider QRS complexes, which leads to a higher likelihood of PEA. So why these two agents? First, DCA has anticholinergic properties and results in sinus tachycardia, and that's why these patients can present with wide complex tachy. If a patient is on flecainide for atrial fibrillation or atrial flutter and has recurrence of the atrial flutter, it usually causes a relatively slow atrial rate in atrial flutter, which allows one-to-one conduction, resulting in a ventricle rate of around 200 per minute. And these QRS complexes will be wide because the rate is fast and the patient is on flecainide.
0: So in summary, if the patient is on flaconide push bicarb. If the patient took something and was found down, push bicarb. Otherwise, shock, 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 CPR, epi. If shock is ineffective, then push calcium. Thanks again for the discussion, team. From the J. Lee Garvey Innovation Studios here in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is EM Guidewire.
1: Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go. Be awesome today. CMC out.